I click that button. Hi! Welcome to Music Mondays. I'm Leah. A piece of garbage. <laughs> Hi. I'm Taylor. Speaking of um, <laughs> being garbage, sorry about last week. Um, I forgot. I'm not. I'm not either. Well, I, I'm more <laughs> sorry that I just didn't say anything about it. I just let Monday pass. And then let I didn't either. Tuesday, Wednesday I pass. Just, Here's the I thing. Just let it happen. No one knows what day it is. No anyways. one knows what day it is. Literally, every Monday it sneaks up on me and I text Taylor and I'm like, well, shit, I guess we should record because I don't remember what's <laughs> happening. But also sometimes things in life happen and we can't do it. I don't feel like we need to give any excuses. I just didn't. No. We just didn't. And that's fine. You're right. You're right. I'm not sorry. I, uh, speaking of podcasts, I guested on my dad and oh, my uncle's podcast. <laughs> oh, because man. one of their friends, a couple of their friends made these brackets, like music brackets, on Twitter. And it was like early 90s pop, late 90s pop. And then there was a hip hop and R&B bracket. And there was a alt slash rock bracket, um, all nineties. And so they guess they had me guess because I know more about nineties music than I should for somebody that was born in ninety seven. Um, like I like nineties pop is everything to me. Um, but I I guessed it on that. It's called the Obvious Brothers. If anyone would like to listen. Um, it's usually a sports podcast, but they talked about music that episode. Um, and then it turned into me fighting with a bunch of middle-aged white men on Twitter about nineties music. Oh dear Lord. Like, because the bracket, the bracket sucked. Like there was so much that was left off, like so many songs that should have been on and so many songs that shouldn't have. Like it was the 64 number one songs from the 90s so like Macarena was on there because it was number one for 14 but people weeks. don't actually like listen to that for fun exactly you know but I mean? they did when it came out it was number one for 14 yeah. weeks that's really insane that's you like should like send me the time. bracket I want to oh yeah I'll do it um I'll send them to you they're fun it's we're in the third round right now but it'll be fun for you to see actually the biggest upset was um you Wanna Know by Alanis Morissette versus um, I, Whitney Houston's version of I Will Always Love You and Alanis won. Because when you mm. think of 90s pop, you think of Alanis Morissette. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, that makes sense because, I mean, obviously that Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You is iconic, but like that's not something... It's not her song, number one. That I would associate... Right, and I wouldn't associate that with, like, the 90s. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It was just, like, a song that came out in that time period. It's not, like, a 90s. You know, like, you know what I mean? That song like, doesn't scream 90s to me. No. Anything Alanis screams, screams 90s to me. Yes. Absolutely. And, like, they left off um, Four Non Blondes. They left off um, Radiohead. They left off um, Cher. Like, there was a bunch, and I was just, like, sending all these bands and songs Disgusting. to them. And I was like, 
what about this one? What about this one? And they were like, ah. And they were like, but, but the Macarena. <laughs> I was like, if we're going to go with kitschy songs and like wedding songs, why wasn't Barbie Girl on there? I, okay. And they were like, it wasn't as iconic. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Yes, it was. I still love that song. And I still listen to it sometimes, unironically. And I hate myself. I love that. But like, it's good. I love it. It's not good. No, it's not. But it is. Yeah. It's iconic. But um, here, let me see if I can log into Twitter. Deleted Twitter. Like deleted, deleted. I deleted. Uh, I didn't delete my account, but it's not on my phone or anything, and I don't remember my password to log on. I mean, I probably could remember my password because I only have like three that I rotate. But I deleted it right before coronavirus, and thank God <laughs> because I think I would lose my. There's mind. some good. Every time I got on there, I get that. I just get it from TikTok. You know, I get so much coronavirus shit from tiktok but yeah i got twitter just started to really wear me out so i just got rid of it and it was good and i haven't missed it since so i love twitter great um let me let me find I really want to like close my nose in this really hard, but like I know I couldn't because it's that kind of force. Um. Okay. Let's see. People not finding screens. Shut up. Oh yeah. That does look like such a thing to me. It wasn't me by Shaggy. Wasn't on the list. Wasn't in the bracket. Like what? Um. Wrong. So wrong. I said, let me re- just redo the list of like artists that I sent out. I said, I didn't see any Weezer, Erica Badu, Matchbox 20, Shania Twain, Sublime. Like, first of all, Santeria wasn't on the list. That's very 90s. Like, these are the songs that people actually still listen to. Like, people only listen to the Macarena at dances or weddings when they have to. Right. Um, and share. I said, and share. I mean, come on. Um, and then I said, um, Mariah was snubbed. No Madonna. No JLo. No Doubt wasn't on the list. No Doubt is like the yeah. only ska band that anybody knows. Um, Everclear wasn't on the list. So, like, who was? Like, <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, I know. <laughs> there was it was really good. Um I'll have yeah. to send you the original brackets and then you'll have to tell me winner. them what you voted for, yeah. Um but yeah, it was a good time. <sighs> Anyways, this week <laughs> ten hours later. This is episode like eighty nine or eighty eight, something know. stupid. I don't know what Too day many. it is. I've been in quarantine. How many days has it been now? Too many. 16, I think. We're on 16. I don't know. I don't really care. I've lost count. 
Luke's on day like 1,000 because he's been working from home since like beginning of March. Yes. Yeah, I uh, Evan's last or Evan's first day home from work was the 13th, but I was quarantined the week before that. Like I only took him to work and picked him up from work, so like I I didn't go anywhere that week. Like I didn't go to any coffee shops or anything. So we've been in for a solid month, I think. My birthday is next week, and I really don't know what to do. And Evan won't get me an ice cream cake. So the fuck, Evan, get this girl an ice cream cake. Yeah, that's all. It's literally all I asked for, even before the quarantine was in question. Like all I wanted for my birthday was an ice cream cake from Dairy Queen, and you won't get me one. Well, get yourself one. Treat yourself to an ice cream cake. I would, but the only Dairy Queen is like fifteen minutes away. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted him to go get it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This week, we're talking about Childish Gambino's album, 31520, because he released it on March 15th, 2020. Let me just give a little background on Sir Donald Glover. Uh, Donald McKinley Glover Jr. was born on September 25th, 1983. So he is 36 years old. Um, he is an actor, comedian, writer, producer, director, rapper, singer, songwriter, and a DJ. Because he goes by, he has two aliases? Is there a word for that that's not crime related? Um. Misnomers. Maybe just like a... No. Uh, I feel like a misnomer is more like when you... You misnomer someone, like you call them the wrong. I think it's oh, just yeah. a stage name. I would probably call yeah, it sure. just the stage uh, name. Childish Gambino is one. Donald Glover, obviously, is his like acting name. And then um, Mick DJ. MC. MC or lowercase, DJ or uppercase. Like McDonald's. Yes. But Mick DJ. He only performs at McDonald's. Um, I'd go. He has a partner <laughs> named Michelle White, and he has two children, um, and a brother named Stephen. Um, he has his own show called Atlanta. Do you ever have you ever watched any of Atlanta? It's not for me. I can appreciate it that it's very good, but it's not a show made for me, mm-hmm. so I don't watch it. But I did watch a few episodes. I think I tried to watch his comedy special, but I didn't get very far. He has um, he has observational comedy, so yeah. it's a little bit um, difficult sometimes, but I, I do like it. Um, yeah, and I liked I, him I on feel, Community. I don't watch that either. Oh, that's a good one. I do feel like when I tried to watch his comedy special, I just it was just like really in your face yeah and like not to compare everything to john mulaney <laughs> but <clears throat> i'm sorry but if you're not john mulaney i'm not interested i just feel like he just delivers it so effortlessly and calmly mm-hmm. and i feel like so many comedians lack that element of calm that i so need to be able to stay engaged because if you're yelling at me and being wild just the whole time i'm gonna get stressed out yeah um, so his discography contains Camp, which came out in 2011, 
um, because the internet came out in 2013, Awaken My Love came out in 2016, and then he's had a couple of EPs in between there. Let me pull those up. Oops. Were we both up soon? Oh, I said eps as in the oh, piece. I thought you said eps. oops, and I also said oops. Oops. My heart oops. went okay. oops. So he's had um, Kauai, K-A-U-A-I, came out in 2014. That's the one with sober and retro. Um, those are great songs. And then... In 2018 is when he released This Is America and Summer Pack, which has Summertime Magic and Feels Like Summer, which this then takes us into this current album, which had like a weird, it almost sound like, sounded like either a reproduced or an unmastered version of Feels Like Summer. It was towards the end of the album. Have you heard? I don't really, I don't really listen to him. I've listened to This Is America. I, I, I know all of the Redbone memes, like Redbone, mm-hmm. but if you were- Awaken My Love is a fantastic um, album. If that's an album, like, yeah. if you're feeling, if you want to feel all the things, listen to Awaken My Love. It's a f- really good, okay. like, okay. I love that he has gotten experimental yeah. and it started with Awaken My Love. Yeah, I was going to, I guess I'll just kind of yeah. jump into how I felt about this album. So, first of all, this, I feel like he's up there with one okay. of those untouchable artists. Um, not like in a bad way, but like, you know, like Harry Styles and like, you know, Mm -hmm. all those people. I just only Harry Styles, but you know what I mean? Like, like just so monumental, like Like everything they do is monumental. Does that? Yes. Yeah. Does that like, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And I feel like you can hear that in his music and, but it's like in a really good way. And, like, not in a way that's, like, I'm untouchable. You can't reach me. It's, like, I'm untouchable Mm -hmm. because it's so good, but I still love you. Um, But I don't really know what I expected. Well. Because I guess I don't. I just don't want to listen to him much. Um, No, I just, like, there's so many. There's so much that happens on this album. There's, like, so many different genres and so many different. I was yeah. just like overwhelmed, but like in a really good way. I didn't like all of it, but like it's overwhelming in a really good way. I don't know if any of that made sense. No, yeah, I don't know how did. to speak to um, people anymore. Yeah, this album <laughs> felt very experimental. It felt very. It reminded me a lot of Kendrick Lamar's Untitled Unmastered. That might be backwards. It might be unmastered, untitled. I can't remember. But that's my personal favorite piece of music from Kendrick. And this is quickly becoming 
something that I love from Don or from Childish Gambino. Um, like the more I listen to it, the more I love it. And it's just because I heard a lot of influences in it. Yes. Yes. And it wasn't just pop and it wasn't just rap. Like, I don't remember which track it was, but it almost gave me Queen vibes. I was, um, 1910 sounds like Prince. Yes. I was about to say that too. Major, major Prince, like. Yeah. Yeah. Big Prince vibes. Um, 2419, I liked a lot. Um, Time, I liked because it had Ariana in it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't remember which song had 21 Savage in it, but I don't care about I was going to say, him. you can, like, name titles, but, like, if it's anything that I don't have written down on my list, I don't know what it is, because I could not keep it straight. It- no, yeah, <laughs> I have no idea. Um, 5349, the last track on the album, was a really incredible ending mm-hmm. that didn't feel like an ending. Yeah. It's, it's like a movie that sets you up for, like, the next one. Or, Which, like, an episode that sets you up for the next one. It's so funny that you say that, because have you watched <clears throat> his movie that he produced, um, Guava Island? Mm-mm. So, Guava Island, um, it's on Amazon. Um, it was directed by Hiro Murai, M-U-R-A-I. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. He's Japanese. Um, and a screenplay, the screenplay was by Stephen Glover, which is his brother, Don Glover's brother, um, which is a story. The screenplay was made from a story that Donald, Stephen, Ibra Aki, Jamal Alori, and Fa, Fam Udejori, U-D-E-O-R-J-I. I'm so sorry. I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, but it has Don Glover and Rihanna. Oh. And it's, like, bizarre. And it feels unfinished, but it's also, like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't even know how to describe it. Um, and I don't want to say anything about it because I want you to watch it. It's short, and it's interesting, and it's a musical. Like, This Is America is on it. He debuted it at Coachella um, last year, 2019. Um, and anyone without a subscription could watch for 18 hours before it was available to Prime subscribers only. Hmm. It was really, it's a very interesting piece of art. And I, w- I don't, I hesitate to call it a movie. And it's not a music video. And it, it's, it's just very, very interesting. Like performance art, but recorded. Yeah, but it's also acting, like they're characters. Yes. But Rihanna is the love interest of Donald Glover. And it's basically on this island, Guava Island. Um, and this guy, Donald Glover, is being watched by the government of that island because he plays music and like it's like not it's kind of like a footloose situation with music's not allowed Hmm. it's very interesting you'll have to watch it yeah if you don't have see amazon let me know and i'll give you my password but we yeah we have it um that's man 
the best kind of art is the art that you can't describe yes to other people honestly yeah that's like my only goal in life is to make art like that it's only like, you know i don't know what the fuck that is but it's it's cool yeah it's only <laughs> like, 56 it's minutes thing. so it's not like a commitment yeah it's so good it's not like a movie movie um but there's a bunch of music in it um that it includes huh. it includes this is america summertime magic um feels like summer and then also time this ariana song is on there suddenly they just they just bust out in the song and dance and they actually they actually do their own rendition to footloose yeah it's amazing um um but so this album got a six on pitchfork you know what honestly like well i think it was really i think it's really good Mm -hmm. as a piece of work but there were a lot of songs not a lot but there were some songs that i just didn't like algorithm was one of those it frightened me oh i liked it slightly it is aggressive. Maybe if I listen to it more. Okay. Weird. But I feel like I need to be under the... I feel... here. Here's the kind of art that he makes. <laughs> it's it's called Chris Spencer art. <laughs> and it's the kind of art that you can only understand if you are under some kind of influence. <laughs> That's fair. There, there That's it is. Fair. I would like to know what Chris thinks of this album. Yeah. Um, Chris, let us know what you think of this album. We're bringing, bringing back uh, the mentioning of Chris in every this episode. This is interesting. I'm reading a Rolling Stone article. Um, it's called How, Don- How Donald Glover... Um, well, just kidding. I don't know where the title is anymore. Um, How Donald Glover <laughs> made this album? I don't know. Um, this one's... The question was, 3222 stands out on this. It's more abrasive than everything around it. And he said, the way I describe that one is if you went into some village, a tribal community of people that you had never seen or heard of, but were observing. That song was supposed to be an insight into a spiritual celebration of some sort. Going to a place, experiencing something, not just saying, I don't get it, I don't understand. Sometimes it's good to be in an uncomfortable situation. That song, for me, does that. I always loved it because it doesn't sound like anything anyone specifically is doing. In the, it's this tribal experience we don't get to hear in our pop world of music making. And there are only a few work, few artists who can get away with that. Donald can do that. For a lot of artists, there are rules. You can't do certain things. But he's able to tap into something that others aren't. This is one. And I don't know where, where anyone else is going to try this. I really, really like that. See, I agree with all of that. Well, most of it. I think... I think rules are stupid. It says that, you know, other artists can't get away with that. And I think that's stupid. Like. But they can't. I mean, imagine. They can't. If Taylor Swift did something weird like that, people would be like, what the fuck? Like, what's happening? And I get it. It's impossible for mainstream artists to change their sound so abruptly. But Gambino isn't afraid to do that because he, he's like, he's like Justin Timberlake. He's a triple threat. Like, if one avenue doesn't work well, out, he can follow through the other one. And I th- I think... So he just has fun with one. I-, I guess this is just me being on more of my own soapbox here. It's, it's... Like, yeah, obviously, like, what sells, sells. And, like, 
you know, people like Ariana Grande and Taylor Swift, and all these people, like, they're huge, and it's working for them, so, like, obviously they're not going to change it up, but it's, like, the... I, I guess it's, like, the fact that they would receive backlash for changing it up makes me sad. Do you know what I mean? Like, they can't just do what they like. Right. I mean, I'm sure that they like what they do, but... But think about... Think about how we reacted to Paramore's last album. Or yeah. how we reacted to Panic's last album. Speaking of alt-rock bands, all-time low released an album on Friday. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it... But, like, just think about, like, our initial reaction. Yeah. Listening for the first time. Like, we both really like those albums now, mm-hmm. now that we've listened to them a million times. But the first listen, you're like, this is not the artist I know. This is not the music I was excited for. I wanted more Paramore. I wanted more Panic. Yeah. You see, but I think the thing, I'm I'm tooting our horns now. We have the ability to continue listening to things, even if we don't like it initially. Yeah. You know, and I feel like, but, but most people don't have that. And maybe it's just because we are art professionals. I don't know. And we music were, nerds. We were music <laughs> nerds. We were taught to how we were taught to look at art in a an unbiased way. But like, yeah, a lot of people don't have that. And I I don't really know where I'm still going with this. But it's just it's just sad that it's really cool that he is doing it because yes. I wish more people would. And I wish that the rules of art would go away. Yeah. Because I was actually I was I saw like this thing on like TikTok, it popped up and it was, it was Matthew Gray Goobler talking about his art, which is scary. Honestly, I don't know if you've ever seen the stuff that he makes, but it's Uh like horror sleep paralysis looking stuff. Um, But he said, he goes, if you like it, then it's art period. End of explanation. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, and if if you like the art of somebody else, basically this is what I grab for. If you like the art of somebody else, it's good art. If you like something that you make, it's art, period. And yeah. there has there doesn't have to be an explanation. And I'm like, yeah, that's really, really cool. Yeah. And I feel like that's especially in the music industry, that is so far out the window. Yeah. That it's not even funny. Yeah. I uh I know she's on a completely different playing field, but Selena Gomez, I watched her interview on um, Kimmel. No, it was Fallon. Um, And she was talking because she recently released an album and like it didn't do very well. Mm -hmm. Um, But she was like, I don't really care if like how this goes over and I'm going to, I have more songs that didn't fit on the album and I'm just going to release them. Mm-hmm. she's like I don't care like, I'm just gonna put them out and that's the kind of energy I like from an artist she's like yeah they have more the label said you can only have 12 songs but she made 15 she's just gonna release the other three as an EP or as singles because who cares right like, they don't need to belong to an album artists doing it because they like to do it and they like their own stuff that's what important. I would like to see. That yes, that's yeah. what's important, and that is, yeah. I mean, this is all like 
super heightened in the music industry, obviously, because yeah. music industry is a fucking ruthless place. I remember when I used to want to get into it. I mean, I still would if the opportunity arose, but like, man, it's scary. I got into oh, it. I, I, I dipped my toe. I dipped one cell of my toenail into the music industry for one summer. Yeah. And I thought it was like, it was fucking terrifying. <laughs> terrifying. Ruthless. Really ruthless like place. This is uh, towards the end of this Rolling Stone album. Um, and it says, this is what's interesting for me. To work with someone who can, a lot of times, do whatever he wants. A lot of artists don't get that opportunity. They have to stick with the narrative of, I'm this. I mm-hmm. haven't really worked with an artist like that, where they can say, I don't have to make this type of record. Certain artists know their bread and butter. I want to be in a space where you love it or you hate it. The other stages of making songs feel boring to me. I don't like to sit in the middle. Everybody else just sounds safe. That's cool for other people. I'm not hating on it. I just don't like sitting in that space. Me and Glover really connect on that idea. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. It, I... I also saw, I think it was, I don't remember what it was or exactly what it said, but it was like, it, everything like begins at the end of your comfort zone. So like, the things you do in your comfort zone might work and might be fine, but they're never going to be great. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just never going to be like really great unless you throw your fear out of the way, which is something, and that's, that that just applies to life in general. It doesn't just apply to art, but. Right. This is interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, they asked if he knew that he would, I guess he uploaded the album for 24 hours and then took it down and then now it's back up. And this person said that this is one of the producers, co-producers on the album. It's, uh, his name's DJ Dahi, D-A-H-I. He's one of the, he's one of the three people that worked on the album. Um, he said, I didn't know anything about it. With the album being released the way that it was, it was the confusing idea of a tradition. It was confusing the idea of a traditional release, but it makes sense for now. The main goal is to have people sit with it and understand the flavors. It's hard to get those moments from people. This is the one time that nobody can go anywhere. So sit with this. Like he purposely, like he saw this as an opportunity to get people to think. Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, everyone's at home. Nobody's doing anything. I'm going to release this weird ass album. And just see what they think. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Well, and I, yeah, I just love the don't give a fuck attitude yeah. of it. Because it just, it makes, it makes the album better when you know the energy behind it. And you can feel that, you know. Yeah. I wrote that three, or 3222 makes me feel like I'm on shrooms at a rave, maybe. <laughs> That's how I described it. I've never done shrooms. I've never been to a rave. But I imagine that that's how it feels. (laughs) Yes. Um, Yeah. Oh, also, this is a a sidebar. This is just, like, stupid. 3928. Okay, you know the one guy that, like, plays the piano to, like, viral videos? Yeah. That's what that song sounds like. (laughs) Like, it sounds like he's playing the piano, but, like, it's the words instead. Not wrong. I made that realization and then I couldn't think about anything else. <laughs> also, I don't have a favorite or anything because I don't even know. I would need to listen to it 15 more times to have a favorite. 
yeah, I, I, I would have to take diligent notes. Yeah. Definitely. Piece of something that you're like, I'm not yes. quite sure exactly what this is. Like, this is more than just an album. This is something that I can't figure out. And I think that's neat. Yeah. I think that's I'm a big fan of it. Same. <laughs> I just had a text pop up on my screen. One of my friends texted me, want to hear something fried? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I do. I always want to hear something fried. Fried. Oh, so I just um I just sent you the link to these brackets. Okay. <laughs> but the final polls just came out. And I'm gonna read you the matchups and like how they were seated. So this is the best songs of the 90s pop early 1990s bracket. The number one seed was Wonderwall by Oasis. You can't argue it. The number yeah. 11 seed was You Ought to Know by Alanis. Those are the final two. I think this might be a major upset. Alanis might be Oasis. I don't know if I could pick, I don't know if I could pick one of the, one, like I couldn't. I couldn't put one of those over the other one. I chose Alanis. I fucking hate, I hate Wonderwall, but, you, you have but to respect I love it. it so much. You have to respect it. I love it so much. Um, the Have you seen, oh, okay. sorry. The alt-rock bracket was number one seed, Smells Like Teen Spirit. Number three seed, Semi-Charmed Life, Third Eye Line. I had that as a ringtone on my first oh, cell phone so ever. Fun. It was the NV2, and it was one of those. It was like the good one that like one of my friends bought and then texted it to me. Not the. I didn't even have texting on my phone. No, 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 no. You just fucking run up to the radio and go, "Everybody, <laughs> shut up for a second. Um, and then the rap hip hop R and B bracket is the number one seed, "Mo Money Mo Problems" by the Notorious B.I.G., which. <laughs> was a controversial song because that's not B.I.G.'s most famous song. Like, there's bigger songs than that. So it's weird to me that that one has made it this far versus the number three seed, My Name Is by Eminem, which I'm going with. And then the late pop, or the pop late 1990s bracket is number one seed, Bye 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 by NSYNC. Versus the number three seed, Baby One More Time by Britney Spears. Dude, listen. Okay. I could talk about NSYNC's No Strings Attached album until I pass away. Yeah. (laughs) I would be elderly and dead before I finished, okay? (laughs) Yeah. But (laughs) Britney Spears, (laughs) I had Britney Spears, it was like her greatest hits album. Remember, oh I was God. telling you, I was telling yes. you when we were in indie, and I know. nobody could find it, and it was <laughs> making me upset. Covered. And you were like, "No, it doesn't exist," and I was like, "Yes, it does." <laughs> <laughs> I had Britney on my Walkman. I was a huge yeah. Britney fan. Um, yeah, but yeah, so those are the finals matchups well, here, all good. and the only thing that's like a true upset is Alanis and Oasis. Yeah. But we'll see. Also, please tell me that you heard about Britney Spears beating 
the world record for the 100 meter dash. <laughs> no. She beat you say both record. No, she didn't. She How? Did. <laughs> so she she posted on her Instagram. She did short. it. She didn't actually run that. No, path. there's no fucking way she did that. So she posted on her Instagram story and tweeted that she ran a 5.97 second 100 meter dash. Me too, Brittany. <laughs> so that's four seconds faster than Usain Bolt's record. <laughs> oh my god, I want to make, make that one. I want to make a TikTok of me. Where they put the coat on? Oh, yeah. I want to make one of those. Running, running, um, running. I should do that, but like, just be like Brittany uh, running the 100 meter yeah. dash. <laughs> so, yeah, Usain Bolt's record is 9.58 seconds, which would mean that, that Brittany oh. Spears, a 30 year old, 38 year old musician, would have beaten his mark by more than four seconds. Her, her 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 caption was ran my first five explanation 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 getting over your fear of pushing it in the beginning is key dot 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 once I did that I hit five like five exclamations usually I run six or seven for ellipsis my first try was nine for ellipsis and now I did it whoop five exclamation. 100 meter, 100 My meter dash, try. and then a running emoji, a flower emoji, the two heart emoji, and a weak face, and then a bunch of exclamation points. Maybe she went, maybe she meant minutes. Well, it's a, it's a screenshot of her, <laughs> Can you imagine? of her timer, like the timer app, and it's 5.97 seconds. Can you imagine taking nine minutes to run 100 I meter? I probably would. <laughs> I don't move quickly. I really the question, don't. the tweets, but that's and the comments surrounded. This was last week, and it was incredible. I haven't been able to stop talking about it. Maybe she went a hundred <laughs> feet. I don't know, but I'm so happy it happened. I don't know what the difference between a foot and a meter is. I don't know how. I know the meters longer. I don't know by how much. I British. couldn't tell you. <laughs> I'm stupid. Um, so, <laughs> oh there's that, well, but happy music. We should Monday. stop. Find us everywhere <laughs> at music. Monday cast. Happy. Uh, let us know how fast you run the hundred year dash. <laughs> and if you would beat Usain Bolt's record. Oh, um, okay. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Stay safe. Y'all don't get Corona.